Sam. Hi, Ryan. Sam, are you ready to do an episode of My Chemical Romance? Okay, but listen. <laughs> it's the note! I don't know ah! what that means. <laughs> you don't know what that means? No. It's the opening note of my, Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Sam, it's, it's the you note underestimate that... <laughs> me. Uh, no. Oh, I, overestimate. I... <laughs> Great. You don't know that note, though. You don't know the opening to Welcome to the Black Parade. I feel like you have to know that song. Maybe. Okay. Well, this will be a really good episode, folks, because we're going to let me go down my emo history with you about my true love for My Chemical Romance. Absolutely no shame. This band is everything to me. Still is. Because they have returned after seven years of being... I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> he is just here for the ride. I think it actually makes it better if you don't know anything, though. I know zilch. I'm surprised that you don't know, because even, like, Harvest knows Sing, and she knows some of the hits, and you guys... I neither... probably do. I think I you do. I just don't, like, re- like, know off the top of my right. head. Right. Well, this is perfect, because I wanted you to go in not really knowing much about them, because I'm going to delve into all of it. And I, um, first of all... Struggled a lot with how to lay out this episode because I knew going into this, obviously, this was going to be like a me episode. I had to do all of the planning for it. I did nothing. And that's okay. <laughs> and it's going to be good. But I just didn't know like how to lay it out to make it make sense and not sound like me just absolutely being a raving lunatic. Um, so what I decided with was a past, present, future kind of outline here i'm doing lots of gesturing that you guys can't see at home like that christmas story (laughs) yes the ghost of my chemical romance past present and future and i am all three and i think i'm (laughs) what i'm blanking on his oh i'm scrooge Scrooge. you are definitely scrooge so my goal then scrooge is to get you not to be a fan but just to understand this band and why they're so important to me well just like the real scrooge I don't know. <laughs> Ryan, you set up such a good thing for yourself. Okay, well, we'll go into it here. So, Ryan, let me take you back to the year 2001. In 2001, the band My Chemical Romance was founded in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, they made are made up of uh, brothers Gerard Way and Mikey Way. Gerard was the singer. Mikey is the bassist. Frank Iero is the rhythm guitarist. And Ray Toro is the lead guitarist. They have drummers. They've always had drummers drummers don't really matter in this band only because they've been through a bunch and had issues with a lot of them so usually it's one of those things where like the core band is those four i think i've heard you talk about gerard wade a lot do you just call him gerard wade i'm gonna kill you w-a-y way oh way gerard (laughs) way Yeah, Gerard Way is like one of my first celebrity crushes from way back in the day too. Plus, I used to get confused. Like, people would think I was him. Literally, I painted a portrait of him in high school for art. And someone looked at it and was like, oh, that's a really good portrait of you. And I was like, no, that's that's Gerard Way of my chemical romance. I'm going to look up but a picture of him. You. No, don't. Don't. Trust oh. me. Because you're going to look at lots of pictures pretty oh, okay. soon. In fact, <laughs> let me just tell you now what you're going to be doing, Ryan. I'm going to go through the um, the band's past real quick. And through each album cycle, I'm going to have you vibe check the cycle. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you're not hip with the new terms, Ryan. It's a TikTok thing. No, actually, it's just a Gen Z thing. But I'm basically going to have you look at a picture of the album and a picture of what they looked like during that album era. 
and just tell me how you feel about it, you know? Just, like, let me know what it's telling you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, I expect you to hate all of this. That's what I'm telling you. No, I don't, because I think they're beautiful people. But, anyway, I bring it back. So, the band was formed, as I said, in 2001 um, in Newark, New Jersey. Gerard Way, the lead singer, um, essentially formed the band as an artistic response to 9-11, because they were in New Jersey, uh, I believe... From old memories I have of an interview, Gerard said he was like on a ferry to cross the water to New York when the trade towers were hit. So he like watched the whole thing happen from a distance. Um, mm. And he didn't have any like family guy in it or anything like directly related to but it. Watching but watching it. The, it was the witnessing. So his. And isn't the Newark like really close? Newark is basically across the water. That's yeah. yeah okay. Um, and even if it's not quite on the water, he worked in the city. So he would have had to go in anyway. Um, but it was the whole band is based off of kind of an emotional response in dealing with that event. Um, and so fast forward a little bit to 2002, one year later, they formed their first album as an influence from that. And then, um, they were very influenced by like comic books and stuff back in the day too. And mind you, this is way before emo. This is emo was not a thing yet at this time. So they were just kind of underground punk. And they formed an album called I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Love in 2002. And I'm going to have you, Ryan, vibe check <laughs> the cover of their very first album in 2002. All right, so everyone needs to look it up so they get the feel well, for what describe I'm feeling. It. You, just, oh. just describe it. Tell me All what right, you feel. It looks like a horror movie. Like, <laughs> I feel like this kind of looks like it would be a Friday the 13th poster. Excellent. Um, someone's hanging upside down, looks like a victim. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we're doing this. <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like there's a mask right there. Oh. Or something. I've never know. noticed that. I don't I know what that, that is. It's, he's talking about the light splotch in the upper right-hand corner for you who yes, might Yes, it, it looks like a, yeah, this is, I mean, like, horror, like, villain vibes. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, it makes me feel angsty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then it's having the correct effect, Ryan. This album was exactly that. It was angsty, garage punk at best, scary horror cult at worst. Um, this was not a hit album. This was 2002. They were just starting out. But it, I mean, they had a record deal for this album. There aren't really hit songs from this album. Um, hardcore fans would tell you the best songs are like Our Lady of Sorrows. And then there's another one called um, Vampires Will Never Hurt You. Um, vampires have always been kind of a, a theme for this band and it was way before twilight and all that and unfortunately they very much dislike twilight because of the way they handled vampires um but the overall tone was just like this angsty anger vibe towards kind of how they handled handled 9-11 so unrefined not a hit but it was the beginning because it led to oh wait actually i have an idea before we finish, I'm going to have you vibe check a picture of the boys. So this was the boys in 2002 you for know, the first album. Oh, there's an afro. Oh, yeah, that's Ray. He's the lead guitarist, and he always has an afro. All right, this one. I'm <laughs> yeah, guessing, you, is that? That's Gerard. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. Yeah, he looks, like, very emo. Yeah. Everyone else is kind of, like. So that's. Frank, sorry for you listening at home, but Frank is the rhythm guitarist. He was the punk underground punk guy. He definitely the rest of them were hella nerdy. He was like yeah. the cool one who like made them not just a nerd band, basically. Mitt guy in the back is their drummer that his name was Matt Pulisier, but he you know, it switched around a bunch. That's Gerard's younger brother Mikey. He was a bassist. Ray, Gerard. 
So. They looked like babies. They were babies. They were, you know, I would say our age in that picture. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm, a little they, younger, yeah, actually. Yeah, look a little younger. Because Mikey is three or four years younger than Gerard, so probably younger, actually. Anyway, so that unrefined but good, in my opinion, album led to their second album in 2004 called Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Ryan, this actually is tied with Black Parade as my favorite album from this band. This is a hella good album. Uh, normally, a normal human being would recognize the hits from this album. I don't expect you to. But this you album, the, for, yeah, for those at home listening, this is the album that brought you I'm Not Okay, Helena, and The Ghost of You. All three of these songs had music videos. All three of them shot this band into fame right away. And I don't just mean like underground emo fame. This was like at the time in 2004 when these things came out, everyone knew these songs, um, especially I'm Not Okay and Helena. To this day, most people know these songs. Jeez, I was only nine. This was a, well, a little bit after this album came out. Right before the next album came out is when I discovered them. So I, we were young. But yeah, I, I was going to say, like, this is a little like more like middle school, yeah. high school well, was, angst. And we were in elementary school. I was school. 10 when I discovered them, though. Okay. So it was I only mean, like a on year later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the effect of this album was incredible right off the bat. Like, it exploded. Everyone fell in love with them. They did two warp tours in a row and killed it both times. Ryan, this is the cover of their second album. Why don't you describe it and give me a vibe check? All right, so there's blood on these people's faces. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's just a simple black and white. Less horrifying than the first one. Okay. Um, I don't... Huh. For, I don't re- know. for reference, this is it's, the I husband and wife. Li- or a man like and woman. It. It's pretty, right? Yeah. So Gerard actually drew this. This was his drawing. And he's a, now he's done multiple comic books and a, we've talked about a show too. And all of this is his like artistic style. But that's the cover, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, their second album. Um, the overall tone of this album was very much uh, angry emo. What would become emo. Though uh, there's a lot of argument whether or not they are emo. They disagreed. They were always against the title emo because emo tends to be a little more like sad and doesn't necessarily have to be rock though i don't know i you can make everybody mad by saying this kind of stuff but they Eh, they very much emo's a little rock yeah they very much rejected the title emo though and went for more of the punk rock vibe they're all of it it's whatever it doesn't matter they're they are them um but the most important songs off this album as i said was i'm not okay helena and then the ghost of you which followed ghost of you was like had like a half a million dollar budget and it ended up being a uh, D-Day World War II reenactment music video that like won awards. It was incredible. And before we move on, I would like you to vibe check the boys from this era. Oops, sorry. Alright, they're email. <laughs> That's, I mean, come on. This is like stereotypical email yeah. right there. Oh yeah. Helena. The That's long the Helena black hair. They're like all in black except the one. Red undertones, white yeah. shirts, white makeup, black eyeliner. Yeah. Yeah. The swooshy hair that you... Yeah. Yeah. That was the early 2000s hair. What a time. What, what a time. What a time. <laughs> so this was like the ideal era for them, I would say. After that, this is when they, they were already set into fame, and then they were like, okay, this is what we've been waiting for to release like the big guns. And that came as the black parade in 2006 this is their opus this is their 
to most people their greatest work. I know I just said that it's tied with the previous album as my favorite, but like it's undeniable the impact this album had and still has. You can ask a lot of musicians from a lot of genres and they will still name this album as something very important in music. Um, and anyone who disagrees is usually someone who kind of still ties them with like the negative stuff to do with emo. But I think it deserves all the credit in the world. Most notably is the song, of course, Welcome to the Black Parade from this album, which is like a theatrical masterpiece. Ryan, go ahead and vibe check the cover of the Black Parade for me. I think I've seen this before. I would hope you have. Yeah, I mean, it's just a skeleton marching with a sword. No, sword, it's I don't know. It's just like one of those marching stick yeah. thingies. I can't think of what they're called. Yep. Yeah, the skeleton's pretty cool. Other than that, the like My Chemical Romance looks like it's kind of like etched in something. Good vibe check, Ryan. Thanks. I like and this. it's like the back is like concrete. <laughs> Except I, I'm not a big fan of that font that says the, the black, black parade. parade. Font. I don't know. It's like it's kind of circusy. They tried to yeah. do a bunch of merch with that font, and I don't think it did. Well, it I feel like because it doesn't like the My Chemical Romance font and the Black Parade font is just too different. Mm-hmm. That I feel like either have it the same or have it like more similar. Gotcha. And that's. The, the tea. tea. <laughs> so, Ryan, this album, actually, arguably, all four of My Chemical Romance's albums are concept albums. The first two are far more loose, though. You are really into concept albums, I, aren't you? <laughs> I absolutely love concept albums. Um, I have a notebook from my youth filled from front to back of me just writing out the concepts for My Chemical Romance albums and song by song and, like, lyrical adaptations. I don't know where this notebook is, but I know it exists. Wow. So I spent years on it. That's what I did wow. when I had no friends beyond, like, you. So, <laughs> actually, that was before I met you, too. So, you know what? Be very thankful you didn't know me at this time. Uh, this album, the concept was they weren't My Chemical Romance anymore. This was the end of... The la- first two albums were the only two albums where they were acting as My Chemical Romance. Uh, okay. In this album, they were not MCR. They were the Black Parade as an album. And the overall idea was it's this alter ego band that's not alive question mark they're kind of in some purgatory whatever but the idea is it's like death coming to someone and they see them in the form of this parade that's like welcoming and it's a celebration instead there's a lot more in depth that i could go and i'm absolutely not going to do that to you or to the listeners but i would like to show you a picture of quote unquote the black parade which is the band oh i've seen this i would hope you have yeah ryan at their shows like when they toured for this album they would every single show have an announcement when the lights would go off and they'd go we are sorry to inform you that my chemical romance cannot play tonight in their place their dear friends the black parade will be coming on stage and then they would come out Interesting. every show they would do that at least for the first album cycle so the pictures i'm showing me they're in like just black and then there's white accents for like marching outfits and then i'm guessing the front person is Gerard. Yeah, he does. So he's like white face, white hair. It's not so much emo hair anymore, but everyone else in the background has that stereotypical emo hair that swoops down and then they gotta go like, (laughs) (laughs) do the hair flip to always get it out the way. (laughs) The flippy flip. Yeah. Yep, that's the look. So that look was uh, hugely influential for like fans and for other bands at the time. It was like an enormous deal how they came up with this concept. I forget the artist's name at the time who was the director for this, but it was, I mean, they deserve all the credit in the world for the like concept they came up with. Most of it was Gerard. Um, They almost toured themselves to death 
for that album because of how successful it was commercially, like insanely successful. It was like four years of touring that they did four for this album. Four years? Yes. They fully grew up doing this album. Like two of them got married. Gerard had a kid throughout that album. It's like, like insane the amount of like life changes they all went through. I cannot imagine someone going on tour for four years. It's, for I one. mean, they took breaks, but not much. Like there's a lot, there's a book and a bunch of interviews all about like, how Black Parade nearly killed My Chemical Romance because of the what they went through publicly to like promote the album once it came out, which was their decision in a way, but it was also their promoters. Whatever. Either way, it's in it's a monster of a story and a concept and everything that revolved around it. But because of how long there was between that album and the next one, it wasn't surprising that the next album that came out four years later in 2010 was literally the opposite. That was in 2010. They came out with the album called Danger Days, which is the extended title is The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. Again, a concept album and completely and utterly different than anything they'd ever put out. I'm going to show you the album cover. Ooh, there's a spider with like a lightning bolt on its body. Um, yeah, I like the background. It looks very California. It is like California. very. Ooh. We were just there. <laughs> we were just there. <laughs> Very hilly. I, re- I actually like this one. So, Danger Days is set in California in 2019. Um, but keep in mind, it was written... Well, it was... <gasps> that was written. last year. <gasps> oh, yeah. I forgot that it's not 2019 anymore. <laughs> you, like, gave me a look like, like you're stupid. <laughs> it's this year. No, you're right. It is last year. Um, so, it's supposed to be, like, a dystopian future album. set Written in 2010. Set in 2019. Again, they weren't playing as My Chemical Romance. They were the Killjoys or the Fabulous Killjoys. The whole idea was they were this, like, band of rebels in this dystopian future of America where everything was, like, a nuclear fallout, and they they didn't want to kind of be a part of this one, what was it called? Better Living Industries. It was this one industry that had taken over, like, the remaining citizens, and everything's, like, black and white, and there's no creativity or whatever. And then there's rebels called the Killjoys that are all about color and, like, self-expression, and they're out in the desert trying to fight the good fight, and they were the Killjoys. Well, I think they were only, like, a year off. That's the thing, though, right? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Um, so this is what they look like as Killjoys. Wow. Yeah. That red hair? Homeboy he had the red hair. kind of looks like, hair. um... Helena Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like his face kind of like, yeah. I could definitely He's see got... her with that red hair. And Gerard has a very feminine face too, so yeah. I can see it. Oh, Everyone else still looks pretty emo. They're they're always going to look a little punk emo for sure. Yeah. But they, they grew up a lot. Like they look, you know, just like happier than they were before. And that was the whole vibe of the album too. Like it was kind of taking the fan base and themselves from like the very dark place that they were in, in especially Black Parade, but all of the albums before, and then leaving them in this like kind of rebellious, happy party album by the end. And some people didn't like that the genre changed kind of too, because it was it's still rock, but it's not emo anymore. Yeah, like, people get mad when artists change. Yeah, and I, I see the point, but I loved the change. It really like... Because I followed it. I went from, like, the emo, really hopelessly dark with them to the, like, oh, man, yeah, things are going to be okay by the time Danger Days came out. Um, But that being said, they were building the fans up to prepare them to kind of say goodbye. And I truly believe that they knew ahead of time that that was going to happen because the last music video they ever put out had the Killjoys, the characters they were playing, be killed 
in the video. Mm-hmm. And I remember the day that video came out, like watching it and thinking that means more than just the end of this cycle. Like I was certain it meant something serious. And everyone on like forums I would read felt the same way. And sure enough, like they did a tour cycle for the album. And then by 2012, they were like just not doing anything. And they put out like a weird EP. And then in 2013, March 13th of 2013, they announced they were breaking up. And all the emos cried and it was a horrible time. And I was upset and I didn't listen to them again for a very long time actually because it made me that sad. Uh, But that takes us to the present. And before we do present, actually, I think it's time for Hot Facts. So So of course, these are my chemical romance hot facts, Ryan, because what else would I do the hot facts on? (laughs) Hot fact number one. Uh, Gerard Way unofficially, officially actually dated the lead singer of the Use Burke McCracken back in the Warp Tour days, the emo Warp Tour days. This is very unofficial because they definitely do not publicly talk about their sexuality or whatever. But I was so into that relationship back in the day. I was like, oh my gosh. Hot fact number two: When they filmed the music video for "Famous Last Words" on the Black Parade, two of the members of the band set themselves on fire by accident. Now, that's literally a hot fact. That, that is a hot fact. <laughs> I made myself laugh at that. <laughs> uh, hot fact number three. Uh, during the final album tour cycle, uh, My Chemical Romance performed on Jimmy Fallon's show, and they did the song Destroya, which is famously known as the horny song by My Chemical Romance, in which the chorus is pretty much just Gerard Way moaning into the microphone. And they very much made Jimmy Fallon uncomfortable on live TV. I'm sure. It was a wonderful time to be alive. And my final hot fact for you is the famous quote by My Chemical Romance that uh, hardcore fans always seem to love the most by Gerard Way is simply the line, pumpkin pie, motherfucker. Those are my hot facts for you today, Ryan. Okay. So hot. (laughs) I don't know if we're ending hot facts with that too, but I just felt like it was right. Okay, so back to the present. Uh... A little bit in the past, but mostly present, because it's 2019. On Halloween of 2019, which is now last year, that's crazy, uh, suddenly My Chemical Romance made an Instagram. Instagram wasn't around when MCR was a band mm, back in the day. True. So, like, everyone was like, hey, uh, what? And on Halloween, they announced that they were returning and doing a return reunion show at the Shrine in Los Angeles, um, which was going to be set on December 20th. And the fan base, old and new, absolutely lost their minds myself included uh, because it pretty much confirmed a theory that no one wanted to believe was true all along which was that my chemical romance predicted their return from the beginning like i said danger days was set in california in 2019 they returned in california in 2019 interesting all of the shirts for the final album of danger days said california 2019 on them and then here they are so that made me lose my mind. And even if it's not 100% true, if some of it, it was like a genuine breakup, but then it ended up working in their favor, it seems like it's just too flawless not to give them credit for it. Um, I mean, maybe that four-year tour, they're like, listen, they let's take like a good five years. I fully believe they needed a break, and I'm fine with it. I'm sad it happened for my own sake, but I'm fine with it now because of the way things have gone. Um, so fast forward to December 20th. They do the show. I was not at the show for the record because I was ended up going to be in California a week later with Ryan here. So I was not at the show in Los Angeles, but I can tell you with confidence that the show was absolutely phenomenal. I live streamed it, so I got to watch it from home. 
Um, Ryan, here's a picture of what they look like um, now performing at this reunion show. Oh, they look old. Uh, Gerard is 42 now. 42? Yeah. So the time has truly passed. They look like dads, and they are all dads. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. Well, no, I think Ray isn't a dad, but the other three are dads. Um, but they, Ryan, they killed it. Like, the show was phenomenal. 42, wow. 42, I know it's crazy. But he, everyone was worried because they were like, well, he hasn't really, he had, they all had solo careers, sort of, a little bit, but they really were focusing on, like, other projects and their family lives. And everyone was like, is he going to come out on stage and have the same energy and, like, sass and attitude that he always had? Because that was his thing. Like, Gerard was sassy. And he would, like, yell at people and he would, like, dance around on stage and swing his hips and stuff. And everyone was like, and scream. He screamed a lot. And everyone was like, is he going to be able to do any of that? Is it going to be weird? And he came out on stage and within the first song, no one was worried anymore. It was just like he never left. It's still new. It's still them uh, as now instead of he's not like trying to pretend to be younger or anything mm-hmm. but it worked like he was still screaming he was it was incredible it was i was so excited to see them like that um but after that show there was like no information so that takes us to the future which we are currently living in actually because something got literally posted 10 minutes ago like when ryan got to my house to record this episode so um after the reunion show there was a lot of talk about, like, well, what does this mean? Like, are you going to do a tour? Are you going to do an album? Or is that it? Or, like, what's going to happen? Because there really wasn't any confirmation mm-hmm. that anything was going to come out of this reunion show. And someone mentioned the date of March. Someone was like, oh, in March, you're going to find out. And everyone was like, what does that mean? We don't know. Um, and then suddenly, on January 3rd, so just, like, a couple weeks ago when we were recording this, they posted this picture of this skeleton. And everyone's like, oh... An album is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of setting up for a new album cycle, it seems, and a new tone. Uh, everything seems to be very witchy, which, of course, I am 100% into. Must I make a comparison that I feel like you probably won't enjoy? This is giving me vibes of when Taylor Swift, like... Oh, my de- God! No, no. <laughs> like, when she, like, deleted everything, and then she just randomly came back with a photo of a snake. Yeah, I mean, it is it is that kind of tactic as far as marketing. It's for sure, like, leaving you with the most cryptic examples of what's coming. And it works. It works mm-hmm. for anyone. So I get why they're doing it. But it's, this fan base is known for delving into the details because they know that the band delves into the details. Just they're not like gonna, Taylor Swift. I will hit you if you say that one more time. It's true. It's true, but I will hit you if you say it one more time. Uh, so, like I said, they posted something today. Like, literally in the last 30 minutes they posted a little video of a bunch of symbols i don't know what it means yet i literally just looked at it and one then of them's a british flag it looks like yeah i so that's the other thing the skeleton picture they posted had a british emoji a british flag emoji underneath it so people aren't sure if it's like they're gonna do a british tour that's like a reunion tour and then release an album or if they're gonna release an album and do a british tour first no i just we don't know i have no idea All why the, would they do a british tour first before america I don't well they have a ton of fans in Europe and they have a ton of fans in Mexico. They have like the craziest strong fan base in Mexico. So I don't know what they're going to do, but what I am sure about is that first picture is a hint at their new tone with the witch thing and like very occult and magic and wizards. Um and there's some theories that the pic- person in the picture is actually Mikey all grown up and that means maybe they're all going to get resurrected. Here I'm showing Ryan the picture now. You can kind of look at it. People think that's Mikey. 
which could mean that each of them are going to get like resurrected since technically they died, mm-hmm. quote unquote. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. All I would I know, go with the witch theme. I, I would love it, Ryan. I would love it so much. You're going to like not even part of the podcast. You're just going to have to deal with. The amount of excitement I have for this. You know who else got resurrected? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to fucking kill you. You're right. I I can't even deny that you're right. But I'm going to kill you. (laughs) But no, you're right. And it's it's a good tactic. Again, it works because people love that shit. It gets people talking. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of speculation. People check things out. And if they drop something... That's when it's like, bam, they mm-hmm. get a bunch of views really yeah. fast. Yeah, because we, I mean, this is one of the ways we are like, is the way we consume media. We love it when there's buildup like this. You and I both yeah, do, and we true. like to read into things. That's why I'm so extra hype about, like, I would be hyped no matter what, mm-hmm. because it is a band that I used to love. But, like, the fact that they're building it up the way they are just makes the hype that That's much exactly greater. exactly what happened with Taylor Swift. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true, it's true. Um, So you're going to see me go to probably multiple shows, Ryan. I won't make you go to these. I would never. But you are going to have to hear me talk about them a lot. Uh, I expect nothing less. (laughs) I don't even know if that will happen. Well, no, it probably will happen on the podcast, too. But it'll definitely happen in person. (laughs) And anyone else who wants to hear about it, feel free to contact me. I'd love to talk to you about My Chemical Romance for, like, hours on end and never let you speak. Because that's how I am. (laughs) This was a short episode because mainly uh, I talk too fast. I think that's the answer to this. Um, this is very short for us. I know. I kind of thought that would be the case, though, like I said, because I know that I was just going to go off. Um, so before we end, I do have a final question for you. And I want to know if what I've said today and how I describe things. And I did not go in very much detail, Ryan. I promise you I could go in. So I have <laughs> a feeling you did not go into that much detail. Has this changed your perspective? And if so, in what ways on this band? Well, I knew nothing about them before. Okay. I find it wild that they only... Wrote three albums. Four. Oh, four? Yeah. How did I miss Bullets, one? Cheers, Nine. Parade, Danger Days. It was the the horror one, the two, the couple with blood, the parade skeleton, and then the oh. spider. Duh. For some reason, I like only remember like looking at three pictures for some reason. Well, the first one is is. Oh, not I as must important. just be blocking that one out for my memory. Because it scared you. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. But, well, okay. Only four. Huh. It's I mean, not we did a long take career. a long break. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a long career. I don't know, that's kind of wild to me. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that like they were like, California, 2019, and then bam. It's and they waited till the end of the year to do it. Yeah, so. I think they rushed, if you ask me. I think that's why it happened on December 20th. And like, because everything else, they're like, oh, not till March, not till March. But that reunion show they did in December 2019. Mm-hmm. I think they rushed to make sure that they, their reunion was still in California in 2019. Because otherwise it would have been 2020, and then the whole prediction would have been off. Yeah. I think they rushed. I like that idea. Yeah. Otherwise, I like I said, I knew nothing about them. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds interesting, their little concepts. I'm sure I've heard some of their songs. I just don't know it. Ryan, I think you would like some of their songs, too. Really? Because they, I mean, not their first stuff. Like, not the yeah, first album. Yeah, not the vibe I was no. looking at. Not the first album. The, not second, the second one album. looks a little, like, Paramore-esque. Yeah, it's... it's the hit songs off the second album, like I'm Not Okay, you would probably like. It's it's very emo, but like in a in an, a digestible way. Okay. But the rest of the album is way angrier than their hits on that album, mm. so it wouldn't be for you. Black Parade? Black Parade, okay, so Welcome to Black Parade, the hit song, is like, this might be blasphemous. It's comparable to Bohemian Rhapsody, 
as far as like that kind of epic tale. And if you like that in that way, I feel like you would like some of the songs off that album. And then D- Danger Days, you would love their last album. Like genuinely, I played Danger Days songs in the car with Harvest. We were listening to one of their songs on, in California. So like, and it's just like a chill summer song. One of them. Hmm. Yeah. So you would, I think you would actually really like some of Danger Days. There's also a song called uh, Vampire Money that's basically just making fun of people selling out for the movie Twilight, and it's like a bop. It's so fun. Um, yeah. And that's the tea. And that is <laughs> the tea, Ryan. Well, okay. Overall, I'm glad that I could at least educate you. Will I get you to listen to one My Chemical Romance song one day? Yes. <gasps> then I've succeeded. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening to my wild ramblings. Um, as always, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at OkButListen. Okay With two N's on the Twitter. That is true. Please send us your things. We want to know what you think. We want to know your suggestions. You we can want to... email us at OkButListen. Okay That's true. If you want to just like say hi, I will say hi back. I will do that for you. Email Sam about My Chemical Romance. Please. Oh my god. Email me about Taylor Swift. Also, please. <laughs> we would love it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in a week. Bye.